0: Welcome to our weekly Wednesday night share, Rishchidesh Toiv. Lila Nishmas, mm-hmm. ben and And let Anyone that needs khusim, anyone that needs brachas, should all be in their covered and their honor. Pashis Pekude Chazak And as we said tonight, Rish (laughs) Rishchidosh, other Shani. After days. there are two days Rishchidosh, Baruch Hashem. Tonight will be the first night, and tomorrow night, the second night, Thursday and Friday, are Rishchidosh. Habo Lehmel Teva, leads directly into Shabbos, which in itself is a tremendous thing, a tremendous schus, the fact that we go from the kedusha of reshcheidish into the Kedush of Shabbos, and you almost want to sing Berina by Lachadayi for it. We don't. We could. We almost want to. When a yomtiv comes out on a Shabbos on a Friday, then Friday night Lachadayi still has a connection to the yomtiv. Shcheidish does not hold that. Takeif does not hold that. Full grasp, and therefore, reshchedish. We do say that we start from bchun and we do say regular khadidi Shchedish other sheni lamid other aleph, which is aleph to reshchedish other sheni. We spoke in the beginning of Chedesh. Other, the special kedusha of an ibyar of a leap year, special holiness of a leap year, in that the Hebrew leap year we add an entire month, and both days, both months are full months. Meaning that both months have 30 days. Both months have 30 days. As a total khidish other is 60 days this year. And since we say, Mishanichnas, other marm besimcha, other comes in, we add in joy. Therefore, the addition of joy, by adding joy, which means we're subtracting Sadness, we're driving away any kind of sadness there is. By driving away any kind of sadness throughout the 60 days of the month and as we spoke to the the Jewish according to Jewish law there's a concept of bottle b'shishim something that's nullified when it falls within the realm of 60 times it's a uh, it's constant, the con- consistent, consistence. In other words, if a drop of milk would fall into a pot of meat, but there are 60 times more of the meat than the milk, we would not have a problem really with that. We don't do that, of course, Chas shalom. Should it HaSholom happen, it would not necessarily um, render the entire pot Unfit for consum- consumption, since halachically we cannot mix or cook milk and meat together. Obviously, <coughs> and therefore, as we now enter the second chaidish other, second chaidish other, the second month of the Simcha Gedela. the great joy that other brings us, we dance into this day as a bridge. This day itself is a bridge between the two. Because this day is the 30th day of the first month and the first day of Rishchidosh of the second month. Therefore, the Simcha, the joy That this day carries is greater than any other day of the year because it carries the joy of both of the two of the months. Unfortunately, it doesn't come around that often because we don't have a leap year every year. So, only on the occasion of a leap year do we have the 30th day of the month of Adarishan. Which in turn, if you would look at that and say that a birthday, a child is born on the 30th day of the month of Adar Ishan, then they would only have a birthday every 2, 3, 4 years, depending on how spaced the leap years would be. They'd be chronologically maybe 30 years old and they'll still be an Abba Pretty cool. But, don't, please don't even tried to figure that one out, it was totally, totally, not abstract, it was absurd. 30th day of the month of other, we've already passed 30 days other, we're entering actually the 30th day, so we're past 29 days of other, now going into the 30th day of other, how holy, how special is that? The muzzle of other is muzzle body, muzzle of health. And therefore it brings healing to all those that need it. But then you have those that will ask questions. If God forbid they fell ill during the month of other. Where is the body here? And the answer, the true answer and the fact of the matter is that ultimately Baruch Hashem the person gets healed they're healed from the muzzle of other of a mazel body. We don't go according to the dictum of mazalis. we don't go according to the horoscope but the mazel of dogim, of body the Jewish nation multiplying on this month. The preparation of this month being the preparation to Chedesh Nisan. And the idea, the miraculous month of this is, as we have the holiday of Me'at HaShem, upcoming Purim. Billy Nether, Purim is on a Thursday, Me'at HaShem. Esther is Wednesday. I will probably have to re- pre-record this year on Wednesday afternoon. Um, since Thursday night, we'll be reading Megillah. For all those that need to hear Megillah, please make sure, men, women, and children, <coughs> that you find a local location, or somebody locally, that can read for you. Megillah, will discuss with <coughs> Hashem, needs to be heard every single word, can't skip out words it needs to be read from a Megillah scroll and preferably of course that every one of the Trap the notes be pronounced as well but one needs to listen from the beginning till the end one may not talk during the reading of Megillah um, if you miss hearing a word and you're with a local Balkari not in Shul obviously if you're having a house or in a local party or whatever it is stop the Balkari ask him to read it over again so that you do hear the word we're obviously not talking about it. if the actually missed the word. Then he definitely has to be read it over. But we need to continue adding the simcha on a daily basis. We will discuss him Hashem. Pashas pekudei, of course which is not often time separate on its own, as its own, enti- its own entity, it's the majority of the time Vayak they are read together, hence that would be Vayak al Pasha Shabbos Chazak, but when Pakuday is read on its own, as an o- its own entity, it's obviously this Shabbos Chazak of its own, with a very, very special joy to it. As we call out, Chazak, Chazak, Veniz Chazik. We ask everybody to call that, everybody repeats that after, everybody repeats it after the last words are said, and then the Valkariah repeats it as well, telling us how we are strengthened within the Teirah, within the Kedusha of Teirah. we also need to discuss the Kral Godal of Nost Tchilotson B'Seifon B'Seifon B'Tchilotson how the beginning and the end of a, of a Chumash is always intertwined also always connected we need to see the connection between the last the end of the Chumash Parashas Pekude and the beginning of the Chumash Parshace. Um forty two and fifty uh, ninety two. Um there was a little issue. At the end of every Parsha, Pesach says, Taylor tells us um, how many Psukim are in that parasha. And then Taylor gives a little sign, a simon, to what that number signifies. At the end of the parasha Pekude, it only says there are 92 Psukim, but it doesn't say the simon. I remember like today, when the Rebbe said this by Fabregim, it lit up the Shul. The simen for Tzadik base P'sukim, for the 92 P'sukim, is Beli Kol, without any. The words Beli Kol are numerical value of 92. The simen is always the numerical value of the pesukim in the parasha, so the simon is belikol. So for many generations, chumashim were printed, and it said sadik beis pesukim belikol Simon. One day, a printer, a big talmud chacham, printed a chumash, and he came to the end of Kuday, it says Sadig based be pseukan, Balikol Simmon. And he translated the words. There's no simon. <coughs> so he left out the simon. He stopped putting in Balikol. Because after all it means without a simmon. Not realizing that this was actually the Simon, Balikol. And the Rebbe brought this to everybody's attention. The Rebbe said by Faberainen, how the simon of Pekunah is Belikol, and because it translates to mean there is none, the Bokha the Zetzer, the Rebbe calls him, the printer, this typesetter, took it for granted that there is no sign, and therefore he left out the sign. So at the end of many Chumashim it just says, Boliko. What is the connection of the beginning of the Chumash and the end of the Khmer? not looking at the first Pasuk and the last Pasuk but rather the name of the first Pasha and the name of the last Pasha. Shemais Rashi explains in the beginning of the, par- of the Chumash what is Eilat shemais, shemais even though you we were counted already the Jews After counting them all, he counts them again. To tell us, to tell the endearment as they are compared to stars. Um, A shepherd will count his flock repeatedly to make sure he has his entire flock. Make sure nobody was hurt. But he counts it, not randomly, as if saying, I should have a hundred heads here, and as long as I find a hundred heads, I'm good to go. A shepherd dedicates himself to each and every one of his sheep. And (laughs) I'm sure it would be very random and awkward if he gave each, each sheep a name and remember them all. But he does have a connection to each sheep. And each little shepsula has a little mark, a, a sign or something on it. So he's looking for that shepsula in particular. So when he counts his sheep, he wants to make sure all his sheep are in place and they're all in condition that he wants them to be in. And therefore he counts them often. But each one of them is his own diamond. Each one of them he has an unconditional love for. Each one of them he connects and devotes himself to. And each one of them he makes feel as if they were the only one. So here the Yevish Counted in Shemais, the Almighty counts the Eden once again. Pekudei, the last parsha, is again the mean, amount of mishkele Nidve shemishkan called kela, called It's again a summation of a number that was put together. The book of Shemais is known as the book of redemption. And therefore the theme is the redemption of the Jews leaving Egypt. And as we spoke back by Pasha Shemais, we said how the first Posuk of Shemais within itself starts about captivity, but in the Pesach itself we find the redemption of Mitzrayim. I won't repeat it right now, because there's other things to talk about, but you're more than welcome to go into the archive of Pasha Shemais, and you will hear exactly how it works. Each, I enumerated from the pasuk several concepts that brought about redemption. So therefore, the Chumash of Shemais, the general theme of of the Chumash, is redemption from Egypt. So what do we derive from this? The concept of redemption, ge'ula, is bound with numbers, with counting. And therefore this ties together the beginning of the commission and the end of the commission of counting of the Jews and the counting of the amounts for the for the Mishkan. What does numbers have to do with Gula? Actually they should be opposite from one the other. When we count something, we're limited we're limiting it. Thousand dollars in hundred dollar bills are ten, one hundred dollar bills, and that's the stack that we have a thousand dollars. When you have a bundle of hundred dollar bills, you don't count them, You just know you have hundreds and hundreds of dollars here. It's not unlimited, by any means. But you're not putting a number on it. You're not putting a a definite amount. So when you put an amount, that's the amount. It doesn't get more, it doesn't get less. Geula, true redemption shows going out of Mitzrayim, going out of boundaries, going out of limitations, and becoming one with God. We find this concept of these two opposites in the beginning of the Chumash as well. The name of the Sedra, which hints on the entire Sedra, is Shemais. Why'd you like to do? which goes into the amount the Jews that are able to be counted that went out of the same. After that, the Pasuk tells us, made oh. made the Jews began to multiply and multiply and multiply more and more and more. And they became without a number. And this shows on the tremendous amount that goes totally out of the realm of boundaries. And this too is a portion of the parasha of Shema'is. So we have a result of which that part of a yishitsu, the ma'id ma'id, is part also of the way the parasha begins meaning with numbers. At the end of the Chumish of Shemes we find Pekudeya Mishkan as we said before, counting of all the amounts that were in the Mishkan Whereas the end of Pashtun Kudeh talks about Le-Yochel, they couldn't anymore count. It was more Vahisa, et etc. Like the resting of the Shina and the Mishkan was not in any kind of boundaries. The Shechina rested on the Elmayed. And Moshe could not come to the Elmayed's unless he was called and he was (laughs) nifkar Mikhail Adam so therefore bringing about the two concepts of numbers and of limitations and then the above limitations of Geula by bringing them together we find the congruency, the, the connection between the beginning of the Chumash of Shemais and the end of Chumash of Shemaiz. how they both talk about davar v'heifuche, a concept and its total opposite, the concept of limitations and the concept of geula, where it goes way above and beyond any kind of limitations. And yet, and yet we have the concept of the Shekhinah resting. And the Jews camped. The Jews camped and the Jews traveled. The Jews camped and the Jews traveled. What transpires here? When the Jews camped, the Mishkan, the tabernacle, was constructed, and the Shekhinah HaKdashah rested on the Mishkan. When the Shekhinah rose up, Uveheolei se'onon me'ala Mishkan, to b'nei Yisrael, they knew they had, to tra- they had to travel. Now you have to remember, of course, that the Jews are now d- destined to travel forty years in the desert. Throughout the forty years, they weren't constantly moving. There was one point that they spent nineteen years in one place. But on a general basis there were many of the places that they spent only a short time a short amount of time. How did they know when they had to leave when the Anan rose off of the Shkina, and the Shkina went off the, the Mishkan. Otherwise, the Shkina rested literally, physically, on, well, physically, rested spiritually on the Mishkan for all to see. So, as we f- complete now the book of Gaul, as we said, which talks about the leaving of the, the nation of Mitzrayim, of all boundaries, Mitzarim vagvulim. The Pasuk finishes off, the Tera finishes off, with the the establishing of the Mishkan, and the revelation of the Shekhinah that was within it. At the end of everything the Tera says, When the Anan, this cloud, rose up above, off of the Mishkan, the Jews traveled from all their journeys we have a double question here first of all what does it have to do And the Akramas uh, mishkan. this thing is connected the to the journeys of B'nai Yisrael not to the setting up of the Mishkan setting up of the Mishkan is talked about in pekudei, and the journeys are talked about elsewhere why is it mentioned here also, from what we hear over here, the journey, and the getting closer to to the Holy Land, is involved with Shekhinah leaving the Jews. Then B'nai Yisrael went. Wow! Each journey brought them closer to the Yisrael. When did the journey take place? when they were in the lowliest of positions, in the lowliest of conditions, because the Shekhinah had lift, lifted off from the Mishkan. It's a lula. It's a total contradiction here. But the answers to both these questions are one. The takhlas the actual reason and purpose of everything the Mishkan the creation are all woven into one concept because the Jews journeyed only when they journeyed when the Anan rose up this is not only a hint they should do God's will It's not a, a, a tedious task to ask of a person to serve God when God's resting directly in front of him. When is it a task? When is it something that proves itself when we don't see God in front of us? When God raises up, rises up, It looks like as if the Anan, the cloud, rose up above the Mishkan and was no longer connected. When we are connected, we are face to face with the person that we revere, with the person that we love, the person that we care for, the person that we fear. When we are face to face with them, Obviously, we're going to act and feel as comfortable or as fearful as whatever is possible. The idea is to be able to look, to manufacture, not manufacture, um, incubate this emotion, whether it be love, fear, or whatever it might be, even when we're not next to the person even when we're not in front of the person physically. By the mere knowledge of the way we are connected to that person, that should be sufficient for us to be able to muster up the same emotion. The mother says, we spoke about this many times HaKadosh Baruch had a taiva had a yearning had a want to have a place, a dwelling place here in this world the Loshon of the Zayar is Desire tells us Asar There is nowhere that God does not find Himself. How then are we categorizing or labelling the presence of God here below in this world? There's no takhtayinim, there's no ayayinim, there's no difference. Rather, takhtayinim, below, intention is to a situation, to a place where there's no holiness. Where holiness does not reveal itself. And it makes a person literally feel lowly, and depressed of his void of spirituality. Things that depress people, you know. This is therefore the intention of creation. <coughs> the place, this taqtoin, this bottom, this low, this bottoming out, where we don't find shkhina. We don't see a revelation of God and holiness. This is the place that D al Akkodish Baruch. Hu. We need to see to make this into a dwelling place for Aqodish Baruch. Hu. Even though the Kedusha is not revealed here on its own, the Jew needs to see to it that he brings it down and makes it rest through his study of Torah and completion of mitzvahs. Now perhaps you can understand that when the Anan Hashem found itself here in the Mata, and everything was seen in revealed ways, the revelation of Shekhinah, people cannot consider, cannot find a Tachtoin, they don't find it alone. Everything is in the highest level here. So therefore, the person could not get involved in Gashmias, in physicalities, and by not being involved in physicality, not then, then not bringing down spirituality into the physicality, and not completing the actual mission of reason of creation only when the Anan Hashem goes the Mila, and the light is not shining its way through in a revealed way, then begins the journey. Then begins the journey of the Jew to physically implement God's will in this world. Not being totally exposed to the Kedusha, not being totally enhanced with the Kedusha, with all this holiness and spirituality of the Almighty, that's when we need to apply ourselves. That's when we need to get into the mode of bringing down and accomplishing through our Torah and through our Mitzvahs. The entire concept of the Mishkan was in order to bring about the Jewish nation the strength to bring Spirit, holiness into the world. And therefore, only when He'olei Sa'anon, when the Anun went up, and that's why this story finishes off, the whole Akamas HaMishkan, with the Pasuk on He'olei Anan, that Anun rising up, because this is the Tachlis of the Mishkan Hashem. This you have also what's called the Nechir Nitzchis, the perpetual resting. Today's day and age, we are soaking in the gallows. We are up to our necks in exile. Our spirituality is pitch dark. This is the time that we need to try to work to develop harder than ever to work on our Tehid mitzvahs. God forbid that we should fall into a depression from the darkness. God forbid we should fall into a, a state of abandonment because of the darkness. Just the opposite. We have an obligation to understand that this is our mission. To light up the darkness. To bring light to every dark corner in this world. So when Silika Shekhinah, when the Shekhinah goes up, and it rises up from the Mishkan, this is the sign we need to forge ahead. We need to move on. And this is how it is in the exile. In the, in the spiritual darkness... It brings about to us to fulfill our shlichas, our godly shlichas, our godly mission, and to journey to bring about the ultimate gula hamitas vashlema, the ultimate redemption. The Mishkan had many different things brought to be donated here to it amongst the many things that were donated, the gold, the silver and the copper and the Torah tells us that it was brought to Moshe and Moshe gave a reckoning of exactly what was here Moshe had to give a reckoning honestly, Moshe was very very wealthy in his own right but yet he had to give a reckoning. And this is a very powerful lesson to everyone that deals with tzedakah. They need to give a reckoning of every penny that they bring and they, they deal with. But the Pasha begins with the reckoning. Then the dictator tells us, after Pasha Vayakel told us about all the mitzvahs that there were to make the creation, the building of the Mishkan and all its kalim, all its vessels only in this parshat does it talk about the garments of the Kahana why are they not mentioned with all the other things that were prepared for the Mishkan the Rambam, Maimonides answers this in a very easy fashion Maimonides brings down the 613 mitzvahs. And he enumerates each one of them. And one of them is to make the minedah, one of them is to make the mizbeach, each one of the kelim that were made in the Mishkan was a mitzvah to make. He then mentions a mitzvah when it comes to the garments of the kahanim. And that mitzvah is for the kahanim To wear the garment, there is no mitzvah to make the garment. Because there's no mitzvah to make the garment, there's only a mitzvah to sew the to wear the garment. this video has got problems and therefore the making of the begotten of the garments are not mentioned back in They're only mentioned here in Pekudeh with the mitzvah is to actually wear the garments. Okay, video suffering for a change. And One moment, please. And therefore, we find everything coming in place, coming in place here in Pashas Pakhune, and everything was brought together, and then it happens. They bring everything to Moshe. They bring everything to Moshe. And Moshe, and they tell him, we have everything here, but we can't stand this thing up. How do we get this thing up? Very heavy. So, Torah tells us, Moshe turns to HaKadosh Baruch Hu, and says, okay, what do we do? So they brought it over for Mesha, and HaKadosh Baruch Hu tells Meisha, involve yourself as if you're going to do it. Put your hand there, it will go up by itself. We discussed last week, where Moshe Rabbeinu I mean, was told, he came to tell Eden about the Mishkan, and he says to them, this is what God commanded Lamer to say, and Rashi explains what does Lamer mean to say, it means Lachem, to tell you, excluding himself. So Meishah was excluded from everything here. So now we understand why Meishah He did nothing in the Mishkan. But the Chayla becomes a question. And we asked this question last week. How is the was Makayim? The commandment of Akkadesh in every which way, form, and fashion. He always did what he had to do. And the concept of Chumayidchim truma he doesn't do. Because, we said, Lamer means Lachem, to tell to you, not to him. But this within itself needs to be understood. Why was Mesha told to tell them not like all other mitzvahs that were told Meshe and Mesha had to do as well? Also we need to understand why wasn't Mesha a little upset about this? Really? I mean he did all the mitzvahs he couldn't do anything for the Mishkan. And we find by Aaron that Aaron was very he was very upset over the fact that all the heads of the tribes were bringing and helping for the for the dedication of the temple and he didn't. Mesha is Torah. And we know that we cannot even for the building of the Beisamitash. And therefore, he could not involve himself with Mishkan. He was involved with Tera. He was higher than Mishkan. So there was no way they were getting depressed. Or the fact that he couldn't do anything here, because he was beyond this. But he didn't have to do it, but he had to tell the Jews to do it. What is the lesson we learn from this? There are Jews according to their situation they can and they must be involved in Teyrasi Umnasai sitting and studying Teyra and they have to know even though their life is studying of Teyra And therefore they don't have to be involved in elevating spiritual things in this world. The gold, the silver, and the copper to make them holy. They make them a tabernacle for God. Because terror is higher than this. So they're going to think that as long as I'm studying Torah, I'm good. I don't have to see to it to disseminate Torah. I don't have to give it over to anybody else. I don't have to share it. I don't have to spread the Torah. And this is the lesson to tell them. Who was Torah. He was Torah. He studied and sat and learned Torah all day long. But he was told to Lachem. Make sure that the Jews know about this. And to tell over all these pashas, Vayakil Pekudei Vayakil Titzava, Kisiso, to make them aware of their obligation. And just not only that, through laymar Lachem, your actual job of telling them. And to give themselves, to devote themselves to learning Torah with other Jews, they're going to have the shtate de shemaya in their own learning, and they will have addition to their own part of Torah. Because not only the kamas that will come, even the eichas will come of their Torah, will come so much greater. Until they themselves understand things in a higher level from their own roots and sources, and this was Moshe's mission, Leimalechem, to tell them what God commanded, what He showed them, in the, what He showed them in the mountain, and these things were all from Lamaila. And then we have though that Moshe puts his hand to it and lifts up the Mishkan. Miracle. Hashem performs a miracle. Effortlessly, Moshe applies his hand, and the Mishkan stands up. Powerful. A ka- few, few questions. Question number one. God was performing a miracle with Moshe. Why was the miracle not that Moshe became very strong, and he actually lifted up the Mishkan. Obviously it was very, very heavy, nobody could lift it. Another question, we said before that when the Shekhinah rose up, the Jews traveled. When they traveled, they took apart the Mishkan. When they came to their next stop, their next destination, they put back up the mishkan. Now, here, in our first adventure of putting up the mishkan, they were at a loss. How do they do this? And yet, thereafter, every time they had to put up the mishkan, it doesn't say, Moshe came and put his hand and it came back up again. It went up. It, they put it up themselves, obviously. What happened? Who became superhuman here all of a sudden? So we say that after this is all done, Vaya Mesha is called Malacha, Bay Varakha is a Mesha Mesha blessed the Jews. And ash explains how did he bless them? He said to them Yah Sain Masei Shina Bemase Dechem Hinaya Aleinu. that may be beautiful, may be the will. That the Shkina should rest in your work of your hands and is your be beautiful God upon, upon, upon us. The question of course is everybody was involved in this. Men, women, children, everybody. Everybody brought the donations. Why didn't he bench everybody, all the partners involved? He gives the brach only to the Chachmei Lev to those smart people that put it together here. And the simple answer is his blessing didn't have to go to all the donors. It's a simple thing understood on its own that he blessed and he gave a yashakoyach to every donor. This blessing Meshach gave much before that. When they finished bringing everything here the tailor wants to tell us on the special bracha that he gave after the thing was completed the edifice was now built and when they finished it they couldn't stand it up as we said, now the tailor says they brought it before Mesha. as we just told you the rashi said they couldn't do it and what did he do? he put his hand after everything that was done and given after the chachmei and all the experts finished their work they still could not stand up this Mishkan therefore they needed to bring the Mishkan to Meisha. Meisha was with the Kayach of HaKadosh Baruch who stood this up but we still need a special Baruch whatever you did should be blessed with the resting of the Shekhinah. This is not the care of a person that has of limitations that can have the resting of the Shekhinah, of the godliness in his hands. Therefore it is a special brach of Meshav Beinu. Within the Mishkan that each and every Jew makes, from here we learn a special lesson in our daily life. the essence the reason of our service in this world is to make a Mishkan for HaKadosh Baruch Hu. a dwelling place each and every Jew needs to be a dwelling place to God everything that we do we are Baina Mishkan HaKadosh Baruch and what is this outcome that the Shina should rest within the work of your hands We say therefore each and every person's personal mission is completed in essence. It's not enough just to have the shina resting. The resting of the Shina is done through the blessing of Meshrabinam. Through this kashthras to the Nasi hader, this pashtusa, the there, there. When a Jew ties himself with the Rebbe, and he receives and accepts his kayak from him, he is matzliyach in his work to see to it that the Shinah rests within his hands. And he becomes one with Meshe Rabbeinu. and Meshe becomes one with Kali Yisrael. And therefore, he asks, "Inoym Hashem lay new upon us, all of us together." And this is brings about about the prat of Amisrael through a true shlemos. So, when we ask a question, what happened with the rest of the journeys? The Sifsi Chachamim tells us that in the rest of the journeys, they were able to lift up the mishkan and set it up on their own. Why? because it was with the Kayach that Moshe Rabbeinu instilled in them the Kayach that Moshe Rabbeinu gave them and why could Moshe Rabbeinu not have been receiving why was he not a recipient of a miracle that he should be, become very strong and lift up the mishkan? why did it have to be a miracle that he touches it and he puts it up because we said before Moshe was Tata. He could not be involved in the building of the Mishkan. That was not his thing. And therefore it was not allowed for him to do it. And therefore he could not actually show that he was doing it. But rather he had to show that a miracle was done through him. He was a conduit of the miracle from God. By putting his hand to it, it rose up. Because when we are developed, when we are enveloped in our teda, and when teda is our lifestyle, that is what we need to live by, that is what we need to exist on. So we wish everybody a good Kadesh, we should be a Simchadik a month, Simchas with a full heart, Simchas with zunt with happiness, with health, with joy, peace of mind, peace of heart, and we should find the ultimately counting Without any boundaries, without any measurements, which is the counting of Gaulah and then we shall have the Geula mitzvah Shemesh. That this Shabbos, as we call out, Chazak, Chazak, Veniz Chazek, in Yerushalayim, Yerak Shabbat, Shalom to all.